Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode four of the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. It's me, Michael Bostic, your main host for the day, and we are ready to launch. We are climbing the ranks of the business category podcast. What are we hitting today? Number Jordan? 40 in the world. 40 in the world. I am gunning for number one. Get ready to get out the way. I feel like we're going to go down, though, after that radio voice that you just presented. That was my... Yeah, we dropped well, 10 points. No, no, that just, that just raised us. But I'm probably at 30 now. Um, we're back. Lauren Everett's here from the Skinny Confidential. We got Jordan Bostic. She is on the questions. She made it on camera for the first Finally, time. Finally. Now She's everyone knows I'm not a myth. I exist. So if you're listening and you're driving in your car, you'll have to check out the YouTube video because you can finally see Jordan. Unfortunately, Taylor did not get to make a cameo. He's still in the background. And we still have him hidden. <laughs> He's eating pretzels. <laughs> crunching away. Yeah, hopefully you don't hear him crunching. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk more about YouTube. We just recently, for those of you who just only listen or those of you who have not been able to listen... Uh, we put it now on YouTube. Every episode is on YouTube. We film every episode on camera, and then we pull the audio and put it on iTunes for the podcast. So, no editing. There's no editing. We just go through the whole thing, right? It's quick. Um, yes. Right? No, yes. I mean, the, well, we had, in the very first episode, we had to redo the whole thing because Lauren came in like Barbara Walters. No, I didn't. That's not true. And halfway through, she goes, cut, cut. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I yeah. said, what the hell are you talking about? There is no cuts. We're in the middle of the show. Um, I thought we could edit a couple of things. But we can't. So anyways, if you go on YouTube, we're looking for some interaction there. Um, we will start responding to the comments, so you can also ask your questions there. Also, um, really important to subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We got, um, we're got we on iTunes to subscribe to. You want to follow us along on Twitter using the hashtag AskHimAndHer to send your questions in. And then rate us and review us, and we will be so happy. We are really pushing this podcast. It's really important to us, so it would mean the world if you subscribed. And if you give a bad review, make sure you take a picture of your face <laughs> so that I can take it seriously, because if not, I assume you are just a bridge troll Michael. hiding under a bridge. <laughs> okay. All right, and we are ready to get into the show. How about this, uh, this weekend? What this weekend? What do we do? We went to L.A., um, I'm starting to hate that. LA more and more every time I go there. Yeah, you are the worst in traffic. Like, I've never seen worse. You complain the entire time we're in traffic as if the traffic's going to magically go away. Um, thank LA God traffic is check. bad, though. It is horrible. LA traffic's the worst, <clears throat> and, it's, and it's getting worse. I don't know where everyone's going. I don't even think they know where they're going. Mm. I mean, it's, it's insane what's happening over there. We could do an Uber helicopter. Have you heard about that? You can Uber a helicopter. Yeah, we can do that a couple times, and then I, I will also be living under a bridge. <laughs> um, so we went to L.A. We went to a bridal event, which was interesting. I still am not, like, fully into the wedding thing. Um, I can't get into the dress thing. I tried one on, and it just was like, you can't even take me seriously. You're laughing. Well, it was, it was rough because we were, <laughs> it was rough. We were in front said. of the designer, and she brought me in and said, how does this look? And to me, she looks not... Ideal. No, it's just it, it, when you say not ideal, that makes you sound like a dick, which which you definitely are sometimes. But I, it was more of like an umbrella <clears throat> that was like covering my entire body. <clears throat> it was like pretty dreadful. It just it just wasn't the, it wasn't what we're going for. I don't think. No, it wasn't what we're was going for. It wasn't, like big wasn't what I'm going for. What are you going for? Tell everyone what you're going for, so everyone can know what you know, like. Like something that has a little bit of sex appeal. You like fitted, like fitted. backless. Okay, I mean, so what guy doesn't? He's very opinionated yeah. when it comes to that. So maybe we'll put a wedding dress on him and I can micromanage him. Um, <laughs> so, so we went and we did the bride thing on Friday. We hung for like out with Stanley. Minutes. We hung out with Stanley. 
Stanley's a giraffe at Malibu Farms. And, oh, no, Malibu, no, Malibu Wines. Wines. We went to Malibu Farms after. I get him confused. Yeah. Um, Stanley lives with a llama, right? Or no, a camel. camel. Okay, I get llama. We're not on a farm, and we are not with llamas. We are in Malibu Wines, llama, and camel. it is a camel. Okay. A mean camel. It wasn't a but mean. But it is kind of a farm, because there's a giraffe. Like, It's more of a ranch. Okay. The giraffe's tongue was literally as long as Michael's leg. Like, it was this It was creepy. It was a little creepy. It Not was creepy, lie. but you wanted to just look at it. <laughs> it creeped me out. It no, it was it. just like this really, like, like, it was like a snake that, like, came out of its mouth. It was so much longer than I would have expected. Like, you would picture a giraffe's I mean, tongue. It is, imagine that times ten. Like, it is long. Yeah, it was a long tongue. Um, we we had. Um, I mean, what did you what do you, what do you expect? Like I mean, the scared. neck is the, the neck's like eight feet tall. Why would you expect it to have a small tongue? That I don't know. Like, weird, the tongue right? was just like really insane. Anyways, that's a whole different subject. We're really nailing some topics right now. Okay, <laughs> we didn't even mention that it's Michael's birthday today. It's Michael's birthday. I'm pretty much dead. Happy birthday! So, One year closer to death. What I got for Michael today as a little like stocking stuffer birthday gift for the morning was um, an eyebrow brush so he can brush his eyebrows up because for the last 29 years his eyebrows have been brushed down so he, he can finally be awake on his 29th Apparently birthday. I look like I've been asleep for the last 29 years but I'm not Every I'm guy needs these guys. See you guys got to watch the YouTube channel because I'm showing it to the camera. It's this little eyebrow brush you can get it on Amazon. I got a pack of 50 and I'm giving them out to all my guy friends for their birthday. I just feel like I'm doing something really nice. Before the show, Lauren was going around brushing everyone's eyebrows. Taylor may need a couple. <laughs> oh, Taylor. Taylor's waving his eyebrow brush around in the back. I wish you guys could see him. Um, so, yeah, I, that's, that was the starter of the birthday. And then tonight, we're going to do a dinner for Michael with his parents and um, his sister and um, her boyfriend. And, and with that, we'll get off that topic and no, go into the show. Let's birthday. get into the show. Jordan, okay. take us away. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, so um, anti birthday. <laughs> We have some great questions. If you want to send in questions, send them on Twitter using hashtag AskHimAndHer, um, and we will pick the best ones. So let's get right into it. Well, now it. you can also comment on the YouTube videos, and we'll look at questions there. I have oh, yeah. Danny and Taylor combing the comments, and I'll be responding, and so will Lauren. And then you can also, anytime, you can, uh, you can snap us in questions, too. Lauren and I like when we get some Snapchat interaction. We love so. Snapchat interaction, but I never want to screenshot the comments because I feel like I look like a creep. I don't mind looking like a creep at all. I will screenshot. Okay, well. <laughs> Michael, you've been screenshotting. You've been sending, emailing me some. Yeah, so if you, you send have? me a Snapchat question, I will screenshot it and send it to Jordan. So and you're it'll just probably get featured creep. on the show. Yeah, and I'm a creep. Okay, all right. Okay, so let's first get into it. question at Ev Costalejo. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Um, she asks, hey, Lauren and Michael, how do you work with your boyfriend slash girlfriend? What do you think is important in order to avoid ruining the relationship? Oh. Ooh, ah, ooh. I'm gonna <laughs> let, How honest I'm gonna do we want to get? <laughs> wow, you're going to let me start? Go ahead. The first. Um, I think that if you're going to work together, you have to constantly remember it's like a dance. So when you dance with someone, like if you're going right, the other person has to go left. So working together is like a constant dance. I mean, Michael and I, he's more focused on the business end. I'm more on the creative side, so it works really well. However, that does not mean that we haven't had our disagreements, our fights. In fact, I would say like 95% of our fights are about business. 
um, you know, I'll make him dinner and, and he comes home and we're still talking about business. You have to, you have to learn to shut it off. Um, and it's been a work in progress. And from there, I'll let you take it off how it's been I mean, a, I think, a work in progress. I think the, the question's about how to protect a relationship working together, right? Yeah. And I think the number one thing that needs to happen when you're going to work with your significant other and you're going to run a business together is you need to define your roles. So I know when Lauren's being creative, I'm not going to step into that creative process and start giving my direction, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be a huge mess. I'm not the creative behind this. Um, I, I'm creative in other ways, more on the, on the business side. So as long as you define your roles, like, it'll be fine. I, I don't, basically, you need, to, you need to say, like, look, if, if I'm responsible for, say, the financial side of this business, Lauren stays out of that. She lets me handle it. I mean, she knows what's going on. I bring her up to date, but she stays out of it. If, if Lauren's involved in the creative side and she's in, responsible for design or whatever else goes into that process, I'm out of that process. You do summaries. You'll give me a summary. Yeah, I'll, I'll give feedback, she'll give feedback, but we stay out for the most part of the roles that are not our responsibilities. I think that's step one. Um, well, and it's not just begging you to jump into QuickBooks every day? Yeah, no. <laughs> then What's I, QuickBooks? <laughs> yeah. Then I, I think step two is you really need to define a space where business is not being talked about or had, you know, I have a rule, sometimes Lauren doesn't listen to the rule, which leads to some arguments, where there's no computer in bed. I mean, I think the bed is a space where it's meant for two things, sleeping and sex, really. Like, you don't, there's no, there shouldn't be work in there. If you bring work into your bed, you're going to have a huge problem. What I mean, about it, it takes the intimacy. The it takes the intimacy out of the bedroom. Yes, it does. It definitely takes the intimacy out of the bedroom. So I would have boundaries if you're going to work together. And just know that it is a work in progress. You will not get it perfect right away. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of patience, time, effort, um, I think it, it, like anything, practice makes perfect. Keep practicing it, keep doing it, and you'll start to really know how to dance and what ticks the other person off and what doesn't and how to handle them. Um, and, and just be kind and have respect. Do you think that people also have to kind of like not take everything personally when it's related to business? Oh, we have a huge issue with this because you know, <coughs> I, I, speak really, I speak very bluntly, and I think... You know, you even, don't say. even with Taylor, um, I've told him multiple times, I said, hey, when I'm doing business, don't take any of this personally. Business is personal, but I, it, it's never a personal attack on somebody. I'm just trying, when I'm doing business, I'm trying to get from point A to B in the most effective way possible. And sometimes, you know, emotions are flying high. That's, that business is an intense sport, probably the most intense sport in the world. And, you know, sometimes people's feelings get hurt. But you can't take everything personally in business if you do you're going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to set yourself up for a rough time. I mean, you know, you guys, you guys yeah. both know. I, I can be intense. I mean, yeah, a little you know. bit. That's an understatement of the year. All right, well, moving right along. What's the next question, Jordan? At Adulting Daily asks, Michael and Lauren, what are your tips on how to adjust to different time zones while traveling, especially if your flight is early in the morning? Mm. I'll let you go first on that one. Well, for me, I look at traveling as like I, I consider myself a professional traveler like I get in the zone I don't know if any of you have ever seen Lauren Snapchat but no, when I go <laughs> I go like I don't know what it is but I get like an adrenaline rush going to the airport like I'm about to go in the arena um I think you just you just gotta let your you just gotta tell yourself look this is the reality of the situation you we just took a flight to New York we took the red eye and when we landed we had to go right into work right I mean <sighs> we landed at 6 a.m there which is 3 a.m our time and we had to just, we didn't have time to sit down and relax. I mean, she had a gig 
We had to go right into work. Mom. At about eight that day, so we had to get to the hotel. And trust me, she was grumpy. I mean, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm very grumpy if I don't get my sleep. I believe sleep is the key to everything, um, beauty, just everything. I feel like it cures everything. So I need my sleep. So time zones are weird for me. Um, we had to work. I think we had to work a 14-hour day after we got off the red eye. The point, though, didn't you right? guys do two in a row? No, yeah, yeah we did. But it was the, the point is, is what I always tell her. Like, and, it, and the hardest thing is, if she's complaining about the time zone, I always say, "Hey, look, we're in this situation. We're both in it. This is the reality. We don't really have an option. We can't get some sleep. Like, I can't land somewhere and say, you know, we're used to California time." Just yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's us. tell the Paris story. Remember the Paris story? Michael took me to Paris um, when we first started dating. And I had never been, I don't think I'd ever been to Paris. And he takes me there and I thought I could beat jet lag. I was fine. And remember you and your dad were like, Well, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's, let me circle back to the question and let's talk about how to beat jet lag. Well, finish the story. Well, I will. I'm going to. Okay. So... When, when you land in a new place and it's a different time zone, the worst thing you can do is give in to your home time zone. Meaning, if you land in uh, Paris and you're tired and they're nine hours ahead, he does this all do the not time. go and take a nap in the middle of the day because what's going to happen is it's, it's going to have a, re like a lag time effect and you're going to be screwed for days. So what I do whenever I land in a new city and I'm tired, I get up and I take a walk. And I, it could be, I could be walking for miles, but it, as long as I'm adjusting to that time zone, it's fine. So anyways, Lauren decided that she did not believe in jet lag and that jet lag was not a real thing. I thought it was fake. And so she decided to take a few naps. <laughs> I went off and took my walks. I was fine. And about three days into the trip, she goes, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, I don't feel anything. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Day four, five, and six, you were like a nocturnal bat. I was so like, tired. We might as well not even been on the trip. We might as well not have been on the trip. I was so tired. I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I'm one of those people that has to be woken up like a cat. Um, I need to be pet. I, I want a, a water, a coffee. I need slow bossa nova waking up. I want my candles lit. When I'm jolted awake, I'm like like a serpent. Like I, I, I want to eat your face off. Have you guys ever heard that like, Drinking helps. I've heard this thing that like when you go to drinking a new alcohol? place, yeah, like the first night you get there, you just drink a lot and then you sleep it off and you wake up on whatever. I actually out. don't think that's true because if you remember Jordan, me and you went to Spain <laughs> a few years ago and decided to go out till five in the morning. And Jordan, and, okay. this, and Jordan came out to help me with uh, jet bed, and we were working a, a convention in Switzerland, and we decided that hey, we're just gonna drink and stay on time zone and adjust, and we were a mess. <laughs> That actually, okay, yeah. So we've, <laughs> we've we've actually learned that the hard way. You're right. Now my memory is coming back. But anyways, to, yeah. to to get to the to get to the root of the question is you have to power through it. You have to make you have to make your body adjust. You cannot you cannot give into it. You just you just have to tough through it and like recognize that this is the reality of the situation that you're in. You're in a different time zone. Time doesn't change for you, and just power through it. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline and willpower. Or do what I do and just sleep. Hold on. Is my mic okay? <laughs> Okay. Oh, you heard him. Okay, next question. Okay, next question is from Julianne Beard, and she asks, how do you eat healthy while living with someone who isn't into it? My hubby is into, like, boxed mashed potatoes every day. Ooh. I'll make a super nutrient-packed, tasty meal, and he's iffy about it. Do you ever have this issue with Michael? Lauren? Michael, like, did not eat vegetables when I first started eating 
which is really interesting to me because he has really great skin and hair and nails, but he didn't eat vegetables. Genetics. Mm, I don't know. But he didn't eat any vegetables. So what you have to do, and I have a chapter about this in my book, is you have to manipulate them in to eating the way you want them to. And I do this in a lot of different ways, not just with eating. But let's start with like a green juice. So I would wake up and make a green juice, drink it down and like talk about how amazing it was and how full I felt and my skin was glowing and oh, this is so good, it's so great. I would walk around the house, I would let the dogs try it. And I would really just talk about how amazing I felt. So then he said, well, let me try a sip. And he tried to sip, and he, he oh, I, I could drink that. And he thinks he's all manly because he can drink a green juice. <laughs> and then the next day I poured him a little cup, and then from there he's drinking a cup, and then I would say, wow, you're getting all your greens in one, in one drink. You're so great. Like, he was the all-star of the show. So now he thinks that he has to have his daily green juice, and he loves it, right? You love it. Yes, but I'll add to this coming, it's a little bit more to that. I think men don't operate so much on emotion as much as women do. And I'm not saying that to be controversial. I men are just maybe don't... More be, logical. They're more logical thinkers. I think if you point out the benefits that this will have on him and not to do it for you, um, I think he would do it. Like, I know every morning, like, sometimes those green juices or those apple cider drinks, these apple cider drinks Lauren makes literally taste like pee in a jar. No, they don't <laughs> taste like Anyways, pee. They're but amazing. I drink it. I drink it down. I drink the pee jar. No, you <laughs> don't drink the pee jar. You Anyways, are absurd. So, but I know that there's a nutritional benefit for me to drink this thing, and I know somebody else is making it for me, so why, I, I look at it as, like, why the hell would I not drink it? Even if it, even if I do have to rough through it a little bit, like, I'm down. It's just, it's just like going to the gym, like, you know, sometimes I don't want to go to the gym, but I know it's good for me, so I'm going to go, right? My boyfriend, Nico, is actually really, really hesitant for this kind of stuff. And if your boyfriend is super hesitant, like what's, what I've noticed has worked for me is all... And starting with the green juice or green smoothie is the easiest because it's the morning. It's like everybody likes smoothies. So I'll make it and I'll just leave it for him. And I'll just, as I'm leaving, I'm like, hey, I left you a green juice in the fridge. And yeah. every time he drinks it when I'm not there. It has to be so, their idea. It has yeah. to be their idea. And also, if, you're, if your husband's eating boxed mashed potatoes, I don't even know. Mac and what, cheese. What are boxed mashed potatoes? Mac and cheese. That okay, Mac and cheese. what I would do for that is I would make a fresh baked potato and say, wow, this is so nice to eat the earth's vegetables instead of a box full of sodium and GMOs, I'm loving this real potato. And eat your real potato in front of him and smile while he eats his disgusting chemical-filled boxed potatoes. Yeah. But if he wants some boxed potatoes here and there, no, let the man I, have his boxed potatoes. No, no. Don't no, take no. it away. Mm, maybe Just hide it. it. Maybe trash it. Anyway. There's a lot of things to get trashed. Okay, did we answer that? Yes. Okay. Next okay. question. Next is from at Erin McKell, and she asks, how do you keep yourself accountable when working on the difficult parts of starting a new business that you loathe? Hmm. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You can go. Okay, first, there's never gonna, if, you're, if you're going to start a new business and you're going to take responsibility for the business, like you're the owner, you're the CEO, whatever your position is, and that's your business, there is inevitably going to be some things about that business that you don't like. You may love the overall business, say that I want to put out iPhone headphones and that's my passion and that's, what's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I love the concept, I love the business, but inevitably in any business there's things like accounting and there's things like balance sheets and there's, things, there's advertising and there's employees and there's HR and there's you know, a million other things. 
you're, it's a, you're probably not going to like every aspect. So first, if you're just starting out and you don't have the capital to hire a lot of people and you know that you're not going to like something, you have one of two options. Either bring on a partner or a co-founder that does like that. In Lauren's case, I like the financial side of it. I like the Thank business God. side of it. So I came on and took on that role. Or you need to really just understand that this is a reality of getting the business done. You need to suck it up and just... Like when, I, when we started JetBed, I did not like the QuickBooks side of it. I don't like doing the count, but I had nobody else. It was just me in the office. So I just had to buckle down. I hired a part-time bookkeeper. She came in and helped me learn the stuff. And now I actually kind of like it, but you just got to recognize that just because you don't like something doesn't mean it doesn't need to be done. You have to either bring on a co-founder, bring on an employee and delegate to it. And when I say delegate, that doesn't mean just offload a task. It means like over the shoulder delegation or you need to buckle down and do it yourself. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. Um, first of all, <laughs> I don't like to do anything I loathe. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't like to do anything I hate. I like to be very comfortable. I'm just weird like that. Well, I guess that's not weird, but I always, I don't like to do things that I'm not good at or that I hate. And so I'm a huge fan of delegation and I'm a huge fan of focusing on your strengths all the time. And yeah. that gets me in trouble sometimes because sometimes you got to do shit you hate. Um, but so my advice would just be to really, really focus on your strengths. But at the same time, make sure you're delegating, like you said, over the shoulder to your, to your employees or an assistant or someone that can do it really well. Um, but if you're just doing an overall job that you hate, I would recommend getting the hell out of there. Um, and, and stop doing anything that you hate every single day because I'm telling you anything that you hate doing day after day after day will end up a big fucking mess. No, I said this yesterday on Snapchat. I said, if you're waking up on Monday morning, like, oh shit, it's Monday, then you need to quit what you're doing and do something else. Because We bounced out of bed today. We, we yeah. know we had our podcast today. We're so excited to connect with you guys in this different medium. And we both bounced out of bed and we're so excited to, to do a podcast. And I think Jordan, you're the same way. Yeah. Jordan loves what she does. Taylor's so excited. He's asleep right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but we really, really love what we do. So we both woke up on, or we wake up every Monday with vigor and excitement and ready to, to conquer the day. If you're not waking up like that on Monday, you need to sit back and examine what you're doing and examine how you can make changes. Because I noticed, and I don't know if this is like a generational thing, but people just think that something's going to pop out of the air and change. The only way things are going to change is if you change them yourself. So if you're doing shit you hate every day, I would really, really look into that. I would say this though. Uh, Peter Drucker, the businessman and author of Managing Oneself, he's also written a few other books on management, he's a fucking guru, um, says to only focus on your strengths and to not focus on your weaknesses. He says, you can exponentially grow and develop your strengths and you'll have a very, very difficult time growing your weaknesses. So if you're not somebody that's going to take a, uh, you know, have a knack for accounting and and, and it's a real struggle for you, maybe think about bringing on somebody to do that for your business. And, and you know, you can still be, you still need to pay attention to what's going on, but if that's not going to be your thing, don't waste time developing that strength because you're never going to be great at that. You're I only, totally agree. You know, um, Lauren, I, 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 in the beginning when, I, when we first started doing this, I said, Lauren, you really need to be involved in the accounting and blah, blah, blah. I, she is to the extent where she knows what's going on in the overall picture, 
But I don't have her doing the books anymore because I realize that's just not her strength. She doesn't want to do it. It's probably a waste of time. It's a waste it's of time. A, yeah. I would much rather have her focus on building her brand, providing great content, um, developing the new sites, you know, and so on. So, so it sounds I like guess, finding your counterpart is almost very important. Yeah, well, I think... And it doesn't have to be your uh, relationship. I, I think Jordan, Jordan does a lot of things for the Skinny Confidential that I'm not good at, too. Like... We're not in a relationship, but you work with me, and she does a lot of things that are maybe not monot. Not I'm looking for a word like they're not. They're just very time consuming, I guess. And it's stuff where I could be concentrating on building content and putting like my creativity where it should be, and she's working on things that maybe don't need such like micromanaging. I guess though, and that's helped build the brand too. I guess though the question is she's just starting out and maybe doesn't have the funds to hire somebody. So I would really consider hire an intern. Yeah, interns intern, are fantastic. Maybe a co-founder. Interns or, are amazing. Or maybe just keep the future in mind of one day you're going to have the finances to be able to pay someone to do that and just like let that fuel you. Be like one day someone will be doing my bookkeeping. One day and just keep going, keep going yeah. for it. But don't um, duck away from tasks that need to be done on the business just because you don't like them. That's that's a formula for failure. Make sure everything is being given the attention that it needs. All right. Yeah, With that, that is it. Yeah. So if you questions. guys want to send more questions in, tweet us um, at Lauren Everts, at Michael Bostick, hashtag ask him and her. You can also use the hashtag ask him and her on Instagram and make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, we want to get higher. Subscribe, subscribe, and rate us and review us. Hopefully you're nice. And if you're not nice, leave us a picture so we can talk about it, right? So I can figure out that you're not a bridge troll. Your full name, your social security number. (laughs) Your address. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.